Last time on A World of Rage, the pack began instructing young TJ on the ways of the Garu. TJ was also visited by a representative of Lady Luna, who declared him to be blessed with the possibility of joining a tribe at a higher rank than normal. The elders of the Sept of the Forgotten led the pack in the rites of talisman dedication and the rite of the totem, so that the pack could begin their quest for a patron spirit. Leaving the Sept's bond, the pack follows the trail into a deep forest. And now, their quest to defend Gaia continues. Welcome back to A World of Rage, Episode 3. Does everyone see that? Does it diverge from the golden path we've been on? It does. It's almost like a T intersection. It zooms off far from the pathway. What do you think, Speaks? What should we do? It's an interesting smell. Do you think it'd be better if we some of us shipped, shipped over to Lupus? Maybe that would be a bit easier for us. If any of you are more comfortable in Lupus, sure. Let's see if we can identify what the smell is before we decide to follow the trail of its giving. One thing I'll uh, just point out, too, is with shifting forms outside of a combat or a stressful or a, hey, this is my first time doing it standpoint, I'm generally not going to have you roll to shift forms. Anyone would like to shift into lupus is definitely something you can do right now, except for TJ. Another big whiff of the smell by the prince. See if we can identify what it is. Are you in lupus when you do that? I am. So you huff in this smell. And like I said before, it's very earthen. It's very ancient it's almost like whatever has made it has spent a lot of time digging in the dirt and edward is sure he smelled something like this before but this is a very the scent is very off not bad off it's just different it's thicker stronger more pungent smells of dampness and turned earth like the thing that made this digs in the dirt. Well, that narrows it down to at least 90% of all creatures. So we've got rid of 10% of the fly. No, there's I, some uh, birds that dig around. Uh, and, and if we all smell it, do we all get the same thing? Or is there anything else we can uh, detect if all of us are... Yeah, sniffing? you're all getting the same sort of scent from it. It's, it's uh, something that none of you have ever smelled specifically before. It's a smelly smell. Can I ask my little rat spirit if he knows anything about it? It squeaks to you. It's like, smells like a, um, smells like, uh, smells like, I don't know. Doesn't smell like poop. It's reassuring. Thank you. Here's some cracker. I'm going to point to the rat spirit and just be like, does it, so it doesn't smell like the rat. So it's not a rat, right? He doesn't know what it is, but it's not him and it's not poop. So therefore, it leads with a question, and it is the first question that we've got to decide as a group. Do we follow along the path and continue along, or do we follow this off the road, following this scent? You know, speaks with him said that it might become visible to us, but it might also be a diversion by something else. I can't tell either way. The Corax is going to do a little circle over once more, this time attempting to sort of fine-tune his eyes, and he's going to reach deep inside of his heart, his spiritual center, and tap the gift enemy ways to sort of get an idea if there's any threats in the periphery or not. And that is a perception primal urge difficulty seven. Fingers crossed this time, you know. Good luck. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. With acute senses, that's dropping down to a difficulty five, and I'm going to roll it here in the Discord. Five successes. So, Sunseed Sword is circling around. There are no visible aggressive creatures or spirits of any sort around. 
As you widen the search, however, there is a set of deeper prints, like the prints that you were following uh, that were continuing into the like trees get deeper and as if the like earth is getting less stiff there's probably a better word here but you know what i mean hopefully and they continue on into the forest and are covered by the trees but there do not appear to be any sort of aggressive forces waiting for you that you can see as i turn and flutter back towards the group i relay the information and i provide you know my thought on it i'm kind of curious what that is they're, they are physical, like, footprints, right? Correct. Human feet, or...? No. They are... I don't know. Who has survival? Yeah. Uh, I, I okay. do. Well, I after you spend some time, the pack, kind of looking at them and, and discussing what the prints might be, you have settled on some sort of hooved animal, but it's going to be very clear after you spend some time looking at what these what these prints are. They appear to be pig's feet. Does, it, oh, does, uh, does anyone have sense of worm? Edward lifts his head up and takes a deep breath. And the only thing that you can sense is pure Gaian energy in this area. There does not appear to be any sense of the worm in this vicinity. I feel so- no presence of the enemy. If there is even a hint of the enemy's presence, I've never felt such a pure place. TJ, uh, I'm looking around at everyone trying to take everything in it. I just look at TJ. What do you have? Uh, but it, it, it looks like pig prints. Are pigs good things? Yeah, they're tasty. But no, I agree. Um, well, if Edward doesn't sense any any ill intent, I don't see any harm moving forward. What do you guys think? I want to interject real quick. There, You are not on the bond of the sept any longer. You are fully outside the boundaries of the cairn itself. And we'd know that because we feel the sense of the spiritual energy of the place receding. Correct, but you're in this weird umbral realm that is super like amped up. So the shift between the bond and the rest of the spirit world is actually a little less obvious than normal. Okay, so we took a wrong turn at the Taco Bell. Gotcha. Right. That left turn in Albuquerque kills us. It like it, it could be a pig, a boar, a javelina. Are those? I mean, I, I, are there good spirits and bad spirits? Oh, yeah. Essay question. Okay, well, later. other than giving us bacon, which is tasty and delicious. But not kosher. Does, I, 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 I'll, have, I'll take your word for that one. Um, does the, is a pig spirit a good thing? Is that what we want? I've never heard of anyone with a pig spirit, but the some Fianna do like boar spirits. You know, I have do not... Bear in mind that we were told that the spirit would in some way choose us. So I will leave it to to speaks to wind, since perhaps this should have been something that we'd sorted out before we kind of left the place. But they were all watery and everything. But since we do not actually have a leader, I suggest that while we are in this place, we go and be guided by speaks to wind. I concur. I think this is a sign of the spirits revealing themselves, but even if it's not and it's a dangerous spirit, we should get rid of it if that's the case, if it's this close to the cairn. Well said. Well said. However, the spirit would choose us. If this, But this path, gesturing towards the golden path that goes away, it was revealed by the ritual. The path should lead us to the totem. I believe this trail is a 
the spirit revealing itself to us along the path that we were told to take. If that's what the third says, I agree. It's the expert. I've got nothing to say against that. But my only guidance is that if we're going off the beaten path, then if you do not mind, Mr. Speaks with Wind, if you mind me going first, just in case there are anything which might be slightly more dangerous than a small little pig. That makes sense. You are the ragabash. I thought that was me. That is. I'm Yeroon. Either <laughs> you or the ragabash. Uh, okay, yeah. We'll let the, guy, the the big dude go, and he can lead the way. He knows what he's doing better than I do. Don't doubt yourself, TJ. You're here for a reason. Let's move forward. I'll lead out the rear if you guys want to fill in the middle. Thank you, Mr. Dove. Yes, sir. If you, don't, if you don't mind flying above where I'm going, because I could certainly be using your eyes right now. That was the plan all along. And then the Korax will take point above sort of being the eyes for the pack of wolves and as nature would do if he sees something he'll call out we'll make better time on four legs than we do on two anyway let's all assume the same form all right so tj i need you to make a primal urge and stamina roll please i get bigger i don't get four legs (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i'm in in galabro um you can continue trying but everyone else can see that tj's struggling to shift forms and do it launch hansi i believe in you Edward is going to revert to breed form and shift with TJ through the five forms. Feel the change. Feel the desired form. It is part of your nature. Become the wolf. I get bigger again, (laughs) but I'm not on four legs yet. That's good. That's good. We've made it to the war form. Halfway there. Come on. And he growls a little bit as he does the next shift. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. He's a wolf now. There you go. You've got it. You'll find you're much faster on this form than in the battle wolf form because you're not weighing nearly as much. And we bound all after speaks the wind. Uh, I think Zach is taking point. So Zach oh, or, or uh, Zach or Zach in this case. Yeah. I'm going to get a rat out of my pocket before I shift. Forms. Okay. The rat um, nuzzles you and runs away. Um, I will take point in Hispo. Okay. Because Can... I'm the one most likely to have anything happen to me sure can you give me an idea of, uh, of what you're doing are you just following along the tracks or is there anything yeah, else that so, you're... Uh, you know i obviously i'll be guided by both the theurge if they say no left now or dove who is obviously flying high and is able to see which way we're meant to be going but other than that i'll use survival to follow the tracks okay roll survival and perception for me then please yes that would have been sensible to be in <laughs> in lupus. Right. Difficulty is five at the moment for this. So Yeah, so you should see my rolls come up in my picture in Zoom. So that was three. Okay. That's slick. That is awesome. I can only barely see it, but it, I saw the green. So that's what matters. Green is a good one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So you are following along these tracks and you, after not so long, enter a deep forest. So Dove is going to have to fly down and work through the trees with you as this forest is like a thick overgrown, not rainforest, but like a more European or American thick forest, mix of different types of trees, oaks and pines. And you get deep into this when you get to a chasm that is probably 40, 50 feet wide, and it goes down an extremely long distance. And you are faced with 
how do we pass over this? Because the tracks appear to leap across the chasm. Korax is relaying all of this as he's sort of, sort of moving from perch to perch, branch to branch. Then he just sort of quirks his head staring at this uh, chasm and the, the, the steps stopping. And he looks across the other side. Do the steps continue on the other side of the chasm? They do. Ooh, he's relaying this over to the, the pack and something must have had a heck of a jump. A pig doing that? Usually they walk all kinds of funny and bump their cute little noses against walls. Oh, it is the umbra. I think it'd fly. <laughs> if, it, if it flew, though, it would leave no tracks at all. Pigs can fly? Not in my book. <laughs> How wide does the chasm look? 50 feet. So something we definitely probably couldn't jump over. And looking... So there are, there are looking... multiple ways to get... Is there any way, Dove, to get around it? If it or how far... How far does the, ca- the chasm stretch in each direction? Do you, can you see that? I'll circle around to try to get an idea of how far to either side it stretches. And also, if I can kind of figure out how deep it may actually go, or if it just goes beyond even my eyes. Sure. You fly up and around and down into the chasm, kind of trying to get a feel for everything around. It, the chasm appears to go for miles in either direction, north and south. And it goes down probably three, four miles. It is a big ravine. He flies back up and relays the information. And then he flutters over to the other side, looking at them from the far side for them taking a peek around, just seeing if there's any last bit. He's sort of of the the mindset that this is probably as far as the wolves will be able to go and doesn't want to separate too far from the pack. On the other side, the first thing that you notice is that the tracks appear to be really deep into the ground as if something really hit the ground very hard, and then they continue off into the woods. I relay that as well as I fly back over and I offer this. I don't expect you will be able to follow unless any of you can jump that far or fly. I could continue to fly after, but I would end up being alone. And as much as I like being in the Umbra alone, this is a bit of a weird circumstance. I don't think we're meant to split up. Do you have a half form like we do? I do. Can you fly in it? I can. Does it make you stronger? It does. Can you carry us over? No. Well, I mean, I could try, but probably not. I, Edward is looking at the chasm and then looking up at the trees. About how tall do the trees look? They go. Some of them go up hundreds of feet. These are incredibly massive trees. I gestured to one of the trees. If we brought this down, it would make a bridge. With apologies to the forest spirits for taking one of their number, but it seems the shortest route across. No, I can care with that. So, assuming that no one's brought a large axe with them, looks like it's going to take a small bit of time to make sure it falls in the right direction. He's not wrong, but we do need to consult with the spirits, make sure that they're okay with us doing this, though. Speaks with wind. Would the wind spirits be willing to help us across? So you ask them, and you hear the uh, gentle whisper of, this is your task, not ours. Will the brother tree spirit help us? You speak to the tree. Would he mind us using his body? Yeah, and... It takes a while for it to pay attention. It seems distracted. It seems locked in a deep conversation with its brethren. And it roughly says, what What do you want to do to me? Wait, wait, you can talk to the tree? Yeah. So if the tree can talk, the tree saw the thing. 
whatever what we're following that jumped over that. Think the tree saw it? How good about we ask the tree about that first before we go and you know try to mess That's it up? A very good question, good Thomas. Yes, let's ask that. Uh, brother Tree, do you know what jumped across this chasm? A bird just a few moments ago. No, 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 not me, before me. There have been mountain lions and there have been goats and there have been men and wolves. But I think you speak of the spirit, the great spirit. I cannot speak its name. Tree's not going to be very helpful. Okay, so... Would you mind us using your body so we can cross? What will you give me in exchange for this sacrifice? I will take some of your seeds and plant them other places. Yes, take our young and plant them so they may grow. It is my time. You may set me aside. Thank you for your blessing. Speaks of wind. If you don't mind, if you can please tell the tree that, you know, the Garu named me Honest the Forest. That is what I am called. So if it requires of me to do anything, then it is also my place to ensure that it is done. So, you know, if, if it is not just yourself that would have to take on that task. If we are to ask this tree to sacrifice its life so that we may proceed with our quest, it is only fair that we all share the burden of the promised agreement that speaks made with it. So we shall all take its seeds and plant them. Agreed. Will that we is right take to do. one of your seeds and plant them? And uh, my brother thanks you for your sacrifice. Doesn't say anything to that. It just, uh, you feel a sense of readiness from it. A dove will flutter around, I guess, towards the top and pick any, I guess, what kind of a tree is this? These are pine cones or? This is an oak tree, so it's okay. uh, acorns, yeah. Acor- he's going to take up a, a series of acorns and what he'll do, because he's a bird, and it'll look like he's swallowing them. He's really keeping them in his crop, if you know how birds work. Yep. And he's going to take five of these, put them in his crop, and flutter back down and hold them for now until this part is done before dispersing them. Yeah, it should be six. Six, six acorns. Six acorns. So look to Zach or Arun. So we don't have an axe, but we do have claws. Have you felled trees before? I have indeed. The important thing to do is if I make the cut, which will be on the side uh, that we want it to fall, then we have some very strong people here then you just push it in the direction it needs to go. Make sure it don't fall back upon yourselves. And I'd also be kindly be moving out of the way before it falls myself, to be honest. But it will be up to you to guide it. I'll certainly do the cut. So this tree's got to be pretty big if it can be 100 feet easily to fall across. Mm-hmm. So this would be a good occasion, T- TJ, to use their war forms for good purpose. So I propose that the other four of us take positions on the other side of the tree, and we're going to get a good grip, hold it in place while Zach carves out the cut. And then when he's got the cut deep enough that we can think we can push it over, Zach will join us on the other side and we'll all push as one to bring it down. But until then, we are holding the tree in place while Zach makes the cut. Sound like a plan? TJ, that sounds like a terrible plan to you. This I mean, is your common sense merit speaking. Yeah, that, that, that that's... So we're going to hold... How... That, that I mean, can't we really be that strong? Like, that tree is probably thousands of pounds. Now, if, if I may, TJ, 
with a tree, the bigger it is, the easier it is to actually fail. So what you're not doing is you're not actually doing very much. What you're going to be doing is you're all going to be guarding it and stopping it from falling back. If I make a cut towards where the chasm is, then the natural instinct will be for the tree to fall in that direction. So you don't need to be that strong. Bear in mind, people that fell trees are normal humans. The difficult thing is making an indent in a tree, and I'm pretty darn sure I can make an indent in the tree. No one is doubting that you can do that, Zach. I believe you can. However, TJ, what, do you have any other options? We need to make sure we hear and plan everything out before we make the first cut. TJ, do you have another idea? I'm just saying if you're standing in between the tree and the chasm when you make the cut and the tree falls towards the chasm. I will be moving out of the way with Dan haste. I'm just proposing that we hold the tree to prevent it from falling. Once he's made the cut to the point where it will fall, all we have to do is let go. The tree does its own work. We also do need to make sure that it falls correctly. So we have one cutter, five, uh, four pushers, right? That sounds mm-hmm. awful. <laughs> all right oh, okay because uh, that's the big thing is making sure that one it's the umbra things are wonky here so it doesn't necessarily happen things the way same way that we want it to even if we have this tree's permission so in this case i think we should ask dove to take a position where he could see if the tree is moving in any direction we don't want it to go i can fly above if need be i could even try to give it a push when it's coming down you're too light boned i don't want you touching that tree just be your eyes <laughs> understood so, TJ, does this sound like a better idea or a better way to go about it? You're the questioner. It's your job to make sure that all the questions are asked. So how tr- close is the tree to the chasm? It's 10 or 15 feet away. It's definitely the right tree. You've chosen the right tree to knock. Okay. Out. How far out do the branches come? Hundreds of feet. Probably not hundreds of feet. Probably 50 or 60 feet branches. Like, they go and they, a distance. The chasm is, like, 50, 60 feet? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to look up and go, Doesn't don't the branches go over the chasm then? Let's have a look up. Are the tree's branches far enough to cross the chasm? There are a couple of branches that you could potentially climb and get over the chasm. The, the danger would be jumping from branch to branch. So that is a possibility. So you have two options. You can push the tree over or you can tr- climb and try and jump. So if the branch is long enough to reach over the chasm... If we don't want to climb up there and jump it, why don't we go and bring the branch down and just go over the branch instead of taking that out way the we tree? Don't have to kill the tree. Exactly. That's okay. brilliant, TJ. Excellent thinking. All right. So let's go and harvest some of the branches and not take the tree's life and then see if we can build a bridge. Okay. Right. We should still find the war form somewhat useful since claws will help us climb. But I don't think we should send too many of us up the tree. It would strain its weight. Plus, we're not. We want to make sure that we are, we are defended. So definitely keep on point down down the bottom. Why don't I take TJ up the tree? All right, then I will stand guard down here and catch the branches as they fall. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I got three successes, so I'm good to change. Awesome. All right. So the two of you are in Krynos form, climbing up this tree. I'm thinking an athletics and dexterity roll for these. Okay. Difficulty is going to be seven. Two successes. One success. While I'm up there, can I grab a few more acorns? Yes. And Dove will be watching just in case, you know, looks like it's going to fall or, you know. Look out! Where is Alexander going to put the acorns? That's my only question. 
I, I grab a grab a few and I just yell out to Sun Seatsword and just say, "Hey, you might hold on to these and throw them out and hope that he catches them." Double fly over and snatch them out of the air and keep them in his crop. Okay, I have a crop full of seeds pretty soon. A couple That's acorns. Right. Yeah. That's right. His crop top is full. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I figure we're set fairly settled in, in a secure location in this tree. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm going to um, shift into something with pockets. Okay. I succeed. I'm going to put it in the pocket, and then I'm going to shift back. Got it. I also succeed. Okay. You're getting a hand of this shifting thing. It was close. (laughs) I only needed one success to go from Krinos to something with a pocket. Right. So. Okay. So the two of you need to make strength checks to cut down these branches. Straight strength or? Straight strength. Yeah. I look, unless you can give me an argument for a specific ability, which Mm. I couldn't find one that I really agreed with. Maybe I'm very charismatic and this tree likes me. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, not that one. Not bad argument. He likes having me inside. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, what's the difficulty? Uh, your difficulty is only a five, but ah, two successes. Okay. I'm rolling good today for once. You Give say it that, and then it'll, oh, change. it'll change. Oh, I will let you all down. Don't worry about that. That is going to happen. One success. As of right now, no. So those are all the successes you need, thankfully. You guys chop down two large long branches that come crashing down to the ground. Okay. The general dexterity is falling on your head. No, <laughs> I thought about that, but no, the group of you grab them and start moving them across so that you've got two thick branches next to each other crossing this chasm. Let's find some heavy weights like rocks or stones to weigh down the branches on this side of the chasm to make sure this is the case. And the first person we send over to the other side needs to do the same over there. I disagree. We already have someone that can go to the other side immediately. Oh, oh he's ah, right. Good point. Double yes. make his way to the other side and reluctantly you watch the rather large bird to into an awkwardly standing enormous Skeksis-esque monster. <laughs> who's puffing up his feathered breast as he's sort of doing this elbow sort of shake and you see a naturally large wings but it doesn't quite make any sense because they're not quite large and yet he seems to move his arms and he floats there and it's just all very weird it doesn't make any sense and yet he is sort of in between being comfortable and not with his former he's like all right i'm ready ah. well i'm not sleeping tonight <laughs> okay <laughs> Hmm. Oh, before we leave, we should give our thanks to the tree. Absolutely, One we last should. Time. The Korax bows his head in reverence. Because we've already promised it what we would do, even if we hadn't put it down, it's still the right thing to do. I'll communicate that to the spirit of the tree. The tree thanks you for keeping it alive and simply taking parts of itself to help you and confers a blessing upon all of you which will, I would like someone to write that down, that you have Trees Blessing. Trees Blessing. And at some point, that will be a benefit to you all. The opposite of Poison Oak. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have planned this out very well, I'm going to just walk you through. You put stones and boulders on each side of the branches, and you get everything set up, and you make your way across it. Everyone fails their roll, and we die. (laughs) 
Starts again. I had considered <laughs> you doing athletics rolls, but I actually think you guys have very effectively planned this out, that you have made it so it is a negligible challenge for you to make it across. Yep. And there you are on the other side, following the footprints of this pig-like creature. So let's go exactly as we were doing before, because it got us here in one piece. Agreed. And if you would be so kind as to take point again with uh, Speaks with the Winds following. And with, hopefully, Dove flying up ag- above again, and then we shall continue. The Corex, still in Krynos, floats up, and it's a rather elegant yet horrifying display if you're not used to effectively uh, a black-feathered big bird with a sword-long beak soaring through the sky and circling now and then. Even though it doesn't make any sense when you look at it, he has a great deal of control over his flying, and it's just sort of one of those things that even he has to accept. <laughs> back to Wolfholm, back to Rennick. Yep. You all make your way through the forest again, and you go for several hours, and you are starting to smell this trail stronger and stronger, the scent of this animal. And as it's getting stronger, it's becoming more familiar, but it's still odd and it's still not quite able to place it. And suddenly you find yourself in a clearing in the woods and there is a large, thick animal with its rear turned toward you and its porcine tail and it is digging into the earth and you just hear grunting (laughs) as it's rooting in the earth. How big is this thing? It's about a thousand pounds. It's four or five feet at its haunches, and it's seven or eight feet long. I, I think That's Edward should set the worm again. Yes. Same roll, Josh. Okay. Four dice. So I'm going to quietly just kind of be like, so our since since we're, we're predators, uh, we're part predator, would be wolves. And Dove's part predator because birds eat, you know, carrying meat and whatever. Does that mean we want a spirit that's like a meat eater? Do we want a hunter predator or do we want a prey spirit? It's a consideration we have to make when we're choosing a totem. Any spirit that chooses us honors us with its guidance. And also, before I get killed trying to communicate our needs to this spirit, I want to say thank you for questioning. I could have made a terrible mistake back there. I agree. TJ, you showed very good skills. Good job. Never doing great, kid. I'm in agreement with my, my colleagues. Never be afraid to ask the question, no matter how obvious, and look for another route. That is your duty. Make sure we know every avenue is explored. Well, now, Josh, your sense worm. Yeah. Yes. Well, sense worm, as a gift, usually focuses on smell. However, this time it is a sight sensation you get that your eyes become incredibly sharp, even in lupus form. And you take in uh, this whole scene around you and you notice the pure umbral Gaian energy, the wild energy here. But there is a sensation of not, not anything negative, not anything corruptive, but of strength and power and aggression in this space with you. And I'm going to pad over, because I'm still in lupus, over to Speaks with the Wind and communicate in the guru tongue that this is a spirit of 
great strength under control of pure Gaian energy. I sense no worm about it, but there is definitely an undercurrent of aggression I'm feeling. I'm definitely feeling that this is something we should be cautious about. Be careful. All right. So we need to lead with diplomacy. All right. Speaks with the wind. What do you think we should do? I think this is great boar. I think this is the spirit that chose us. Okay. Now, why do you think boar would have chosen us for this purpose? Boar is a powerful healing spirit, and some of the knowledge that we've been tasked to reclaim, it appears to me, works towards healing the nation. Boar is also a, often a totem of war, though, <laughs> because of boar's aggressive nature. So it could be a mix of both. How much does my character know about the grinder? None. Okay, uh, I think we should all confer. This is trying to get If it has actually led us to this place, then rather than talking behind its back, maybe we should ask it why. Because if it was on path, which we were on, it knows why we're here. Possibly. But they are very aggressive. So lead with deference. And we're all in lupus, right? I believe so, yeah. Except for the Korax, who's uh, in Krynos. No, I mean, it's fine. Okay. Maybe we shall all power down to lupus. Or actually Hamid, because that might be a bit better. Less aggressive. Perhaps, but also, there are a lot of Fianna that you do follow Boar. Bear in mind that I can see where you're coming from, but also spirits of aggression often decide to be aggressive. So if you wish to be in Hamid, that might be a wise idea, but it might also wish some aggression. Agreed. All right. Well, speaks with wind. We'll follow your lead, whatever you think is best. I don't think the form is as important. I'm going to go to Hamid because that's what I'm more comfortable with communicating. I'm also going to switch to Hamid and make sure that my pendant with Black Unicorn is very visible to put him at ease. If you guys want to stay in Lupus, I think that's the smart idea. Jim, what form are you going to be in? I'll go to Hamid, like the rest of the group, and turn to speak to him one more time and say, one more possibility to consider, and I know it's not my place to question, what if this is not the totem we're supposed to be dealing with? How will you know? We're about to figure that out. Great spirit of some kind. All right, TJ, what former? So it takes a while. He goes, he's going to stay in Hispo for a little while. <laughs> but eventually he gets there yeah. to, Hamid. to Hamid. And so, like, what, we just go up and we, we talk to the thing, right? Is that how this works? More or less. Spirits speak with their own language. The theurges often learn the gift to be able to address them in their own tongue. So we're going to let Speaks with the Wind do most of the talking to him. But this is essentially going to be, from my understanding, a bargaining session. We're going to see if the spirit wants us to serve it, and under what terms it's going to demand us serve it. And we decide if we accept those terms. Is that more or less correct, Speaks with Wind? More or less. Okay. John, what form is Zach going to be in? His butt. Okay. Dove, are you staying in Kronos, or have you shifted back to Corvus? He's going to go back to Corvus. Okay. You are entering the glade space at this stage, correct? You've all, all been kind of hanging out like on the edges of it, so I just want to... Right. Yep. But just before I go in, I'm going to activate Persuasion. Okay. Two successes. Awesome. You all step in... You all step into the glade, and the boar twists its whole body around 
its muzzle is covered in dirt and it's holding a giant truffle in its mouth, which it crunches and it just rips it in half and chunks of it fly into the air. And then you hear the grunting of other boars behind you and you are surrounded by gigantic boar. And this immense boar in the center of the clearing turns to you and just says, Finally, you're here. I've been waiting for ages. Why have you taken so long? Is it speaking in spirit speech or is it speaking in common? <laughs> it's speaking in language you can all understand, at least that chunk of it. If you're referring to the prophecy, Great Spirit, some of us had to be born first. Matt, go ahead. Great Brother Boar, we're sorry we kept you so long. It took us longer than anticipated to follow your signs. We're not all as great as you, and it's hard for us to figure things out sometimes, being so young. It snorts and like uh, shakes its head, and mud and muck fly everywhere. I should eat you, break you down to dust and nothing, feed you to my young. You will not. I mean, well, you were expecting us so and our apologies for making you wait uh, but i think eating us you know as a punishment isn't really going to teach us because we're not going to learn anything from that we're just gonna you know not be anymore and that's not going to help you you were waiting for us for a reason so there's got to be I, something uh, we can do for you i just hold that hold my hands up to everybody before i calm everything down may i roll a perception sure what are you trying to perceive? The intention of the board. Ah, okay. All right, what's my difficulty? Perception and empathy. Okay. If you have any empathy. Yes, you do. Uh, I do. I do. I actually need to roll three more. <laughs> All right. Five successes. Okay. Wait, what's my difficulty? Six. Okay. Four successes. Okay. The boar is clearly testing you right now, mm-hmm. trying to see exactly how you're responding. And he get the sense that if you are responding exactly how it expects you to. A mix of okay. different reactions from all of you. Some placating, some attempting to negotiate, some standoffish. Okay. Uh, like I said, I put my hands up and just calm, peace, everybody. We're all children of God here, aren't we? Father Boar, your majesty is awe-inspiring. How may we be of service to you? You, I hate Garu. Why? You killed my children. You ground them into dust. You drove many of them, the last of them, to the worm. That's fair. I will look at Alexander like he knows something about this. What's he talking about? The hands are still up in the air, trying to keep peace with everybody. From what I know of what limited information, I have nothing to say to dissuade you or to say that that's wrong. However, that's not us. That's not my actions. That's my ancestors. That's our ancestors. We're here to make things right. That's why we're here. That's why Gaia brought us here. Peace, please, Father Boar. Dub the Korak sort of flutters down and perches on Alexander, hoping that the presence of a, a Pharaoh may... <laughs> provide some more insight for Boar to see this united front as opposed to just a pack of Garu. We have the blessings of Brother Crow here. And Raven, Raven, Raven. Raven. sorry, my bad. I'm sorry. I'll give you a cracker later. I peck at his ear. <laughs> sorry, sorry, stop it. But we're here to help. But we need your guidance to direct us in that area. Tell us what we need to do. Show us where we can go to heal the mother. Healing, healing is what my children did. Healing the earth, cleaning it, pulling out the roots of corruption 
And your, he snorts at the Corax, all of your ancestors killed the Grander, killed my children, drove them over the edges, murdered them. And yet Luna speaks to me and asks me, take this pack, take this pack of horrid beasts as your totem. And I am supposed to what? Just ignore, forget, change? No, Father Born, no. I don't want you to forget. That would be a disservice to your children. How else are we supposed to learn unless we try to amend the past, fix the past, heal it? We can't take back what happened. Gaia knows I wish we could, but the only thing moving forward is working together to prevent as much damage as we can. Look at all of us. We all come from different backgrounds. By all accounts, Gar should not work together like this, but we are. We are blessed by Gaia, and I believe that. And I know you do too, deep down. Give us an opportunity to prove ourselves to you. Let us show you that Garu can be better than we were back then. Please, Father Speak pretty words, Judge of Luna. He might speak pretty words, but here is something. At no point have you actually turned around and attacked anyone. You're listening, because if you had wanted to, immediately... I am pretty sure that you would have attacked if you had wanted to. So you are either listening to us or to Luna. Probably Luna. But let me make it clear. I might not have the pretty words of my colleague. I'm here to protect them while they go about their duties. If you wish a fight, I will stand in the way of them. But I am not looking for a fight. I am not looking for a fight with you. I am not looking for a fight with your children. What my ancestors might or might not have done. Did. Did. What my ancestors might or might not have done is not what I am. My ancestors came over and did unspeakable things to the Native American population. And yet, I am here because one of those, Octana, that were hurt by my ancestors coming over here can't see past that. If you want someone to bow down before you, that ain't me. But we have been chosen to try and fix things which our ancestors have done. Okay? Uh, You want me to say have done? Have done. And whether it be with the words of the Philodocs, whether it be with the fancy words of the Galliard, whether it be with that, frankly, quite intelligent ragabash there, or whether it be with the man who speaks to spirits, or whether it be with the man who will stand in front of them and protect them. We are here because you decided to lead us here. You must have smelled or seen or listened to Luna enough to know that we can do what you ask. We are not our ancestors. They are a part of us always. They brought us here. Our existence is owed to them but we are here to write a new story we are here to write the story of the future of the nation and the future of the nation is to unite not just with each other but also gesturing towards the corax with our extended relatives whom we once mistreated because our ancestors were fallible they did awful things i didn't even know the name of grandar before a few minutes ago and i'm sorry that i never heard that story but we clearly need to learn from it If we could bring back your children, we would do it. Yes, you will. That is what you will do. You will undertake a quest for me. Yes, we will. Where do we go? What do we do? You will seek out the Sword of Brazen Tusk. 
You will seek out the sword and you will use it for its task. And what's that? Cleansing. Cleansing of the remnants of my kin. We all know what a skull pig is, right? I think everyone but Zach probably knows. Okay. So I just look at him and be like, do you bother board? Do you mean the skull pigs, correct? <laughs> okay. Great spirit. We will cleanse them. We will find this sword. Where do we go? Where do we find it? Will you lead us there so that we can reclaim it? I will send you places where it may be. I do not know its location myself, or I would have sent others before. But I will have you rooted out. We'll teach you how. We will follow your guidance. We will get this done. And then, once we do that, you will be our totem. I will oversee your quest as well. All due respect, Great Spirit. You must we follow my ban if you do this. And what is that? You must not hurt any pig of any kind, boar, skull, pig, or any of my kin, clean or unclean. You must not so, hurt them. So, so what are the skull pigs? My children, wayward children of mine. You must not hurt them. How do we purify them? Do we bring them to you? The lake of Min uh, the waters of Lake Minnetonka, for all I know. Um, Thank you. I was thinking the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> um, so. That means that we that we don't act in that way. We don't cause any harm actively, right? Like, do not seek loopholes. I'm just want to make sure I'm not going to get in trouble if somebody throws me a football. Avoid the meat and flesh of my kin as well, Thank as you. much we as will. possible. We will. Oh, that's an easy one. We will. But I'm still concerned about your wayward kin. If you want us to purify them without hurting them, how do we do that? Use the sword of brazen tusk. You will figure it out. You're smart. Arguably. But yes, okay. All right. I find that amenable. My pack, and I look back at each of them, but say you. We all have to be in this together. This sounds like the beginning of a worthy quest. This is a term we can accept. Again, my only concern is how we defeat the corrupted ones without hurting them. Well, that's why we need the sword. Well, I might be able to help a little bit with that one. Part of what I do in the army is train people to work together, including with non-lethal force. And I'm pretty sure that if you're all in agreement, then I could definitely teach you to be able to use non-lethal force even in your war farms to keep them from being hurt when we're in the middle of trying to whatever the purification ritual speaks with wind's gonna be have to be doing i think that would be a very smart idea leave that one with me but it's, get, it's gonna take a bit of effort to teach you how to do it but that's my job well, we're together for the long haul. I don't think time's much of an issue. So, All right. because I haven't agreed to this yet, I will say that I agree to this. Speaks with wind. Let's see you. Or is the great healer and warrior and teacher, and it's my honor to serve him however he sees fit. Dove nods his head and bows it reverently. I am full agreement, and I accept Boar's blessing and ban. I just look over at TJ. All right, Ragabash, you're up. I hope one of you understands what he's asking us because I, I really don't. I, I find a sword, purify a thing. I I, I I mechanically understand what I don't know what that'll entail. Keep kosher. You keep kosher. We're not to eat any pigs. We're not to hurt any of his children in as much as possible. No, none, not at all. You're I'm not... clear on that. Understood, Great Boar. We are not to hurt your children. That is clear. Alexander's reaction 
makes me question the feasibility. It, it it sounds like healing this corruption or whatever is something that is I don't know of how is there a power or a gift well, that can can make TJ. corrupt things uncorrupt? Like I don't know well, how it's done, so well, TJ, like I said earlier tonight, you saw my moment of weakness and you saw me uh, question my betters. This is one, one of the times Gaia would let us here with a purpose. We'll find this sword. We will learn how to use it. And with it, we will purify the skull pigs and pacify great boar. This is just one step on a very long road together. And I cannot tell you with 100% surety that this won't get messy, nor will this be easy. We were brought here for a reason. This is a leap of faith. I mean, okay, I'm in, but someone's going to have to explain what a skull pig is to me at some point. Unfortunately, we'll have to come to know them very well, and we will bring them back to the light. Then I turn back to, to Boar. I believe we agree. Boar snorts and does, seems to dissolve into the air, and you sense a presence pass over all of you. And you feel and hear this snort inside your heads. And Boar has given his blessing to you. So you all have the totem benefits of Boar, which I, of course, took off my screen ages ago. Plus one truffle hunting. Hey, you know what? Don't knock it. That's the lucrative industry. Okay, so you each gain a point of stamina. Which can raise your stamina above five and does not count against your experience cost for raising it. Correct. Every session, you can use two points of brawl as a pack, so you have to decide who is going to use that at a time. And your ban is what I described to you. You cannot hurt any sort of boars or pigs. You cannot eat any pig product, period. And you need to try and avoid the presence of pig products around you. Farewell, fair hands of Montreal. Pack totem, boar, can't eat bacon, can't play football. No reason to live. <laughs> well, boys, we got a totem. I'm going to need right. to order next time I go to a bodega. <laughs> uh, I want a BLT right now. So bad! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is where we're going to end this session.